This is an ABC podcast. ABC Radio Australia. This is Fresh Off the Field. The sporting spirit of the Pacific. Come to Maldi and welcome to Fresh Off the Field, the sporting pulse of the Pacific. As always, my name is Bobby McCumber. I'm a proud Micronesian woman with Ikiribas heritage and I'm excited to talk about sports for the next hour. Now, the show wouldn't be complete without my two wonderful co-hosts from across the Pacific sharing the latest local sports news on the ground and in the islands. My first co-host is coming to us from Honiara. I have breakfast radio host and reporter for the Solomon Islands Broadcasting Corporation, Cynthia Sada. Hello, Cynthia. Hello. Thanks for having me, Bobby. Of course. Good to have you back. Uh, and my other co-host is a sports presenter for Cook Islands Television. It's Nicolia Matearicki. Kia orana, Nicolia. Kia orana, kia orana. <laughs> uh, Cynthia, I just have to ask you, you are based in Honiara where we had the Pacific Games. Have you managed to wind down after the craziness of the Pacific Games? Yeah, everyone is pretty exhausted after the first time experience, but everyone's uh, everyone's really, really happy um, about the experience for the first time as we hosted the Pacific Games and just seeing everyone from around the Pacific here, interacting with them, exchanging cultural exchanges is just a pretty much great experience for each and everyone. Yeah, it really was a success. So well done to you and, and everyone in Honiara and the Solomon Islands uh, for being wonderful hosts. Now, I was there at Nicolea. You were there as well. How did you enjoy your time reporting on the Pacific Games in Honiara? Oh, yes. Thank you. Bob. Um, my experience at the Pacific Games in Honiara was amazing. And even um, doing feedbacks and live broadcasts for SIBC, it was amazing. I also got to capture my siblings, my four brothers who were part of the Cook Islands Pacific Games teams um, last year. So that was a great experience for me, not, not only on my end as a reporter, but also um, watching my brothers take part in this um, major event. Yeah. Oh, that's so exciting that you got to go over there and, and watch your brothers as well as report on the Pacific Games. Uh, we've got lots coming up on the show. Now then, is it another score here from Fiji? Which would really set the kanga from the pigeons. It's Rawaloni. He's oh, going all the way. Just losing support. What a yes. tackle. Ball's down. It's a try. Ah, this former flying Fijians captain has recently moved back to Nandi. We'll find out why. Uh, Cynthia Nicolia will cover sports in both the Solomons and the Cook Islands. And why are my co-hosts lying to me every episode? You'll find out that plus loads more, so make sure you stick around. ABC Radio Australia. You're listening to Fresh Off The Field. Uniting the Pacific through the universal language of sports. Each week, my co-hosts and I will report on sports from across the Pacific. We will analyse and we will detail all of the best bits in sport. But of course, before we get to that, we like to have a little bit of fun. Coconut Wireless. I love it. The Coconut Wireless is where we discuss sports gossip that's happening in your country. Did any of your athletes get left behind from the Pacific Games? Will there be any surprise gold medalist who no one anticipated at the next Pacific Games? Look, it's not fact. It can't be backed up. But these are just rumours happening around sport in your country and our co-hosts are here to tell you all about it. Uh, Cynthia, we'll start with you in the Solomon Islands. What have you heard on the Coconut Wireless? 
Thanks, Bobby. So for the Coconut Wireless, uh, there has been some very exciting news going around for um, quite some time now. Football fans here in Solomon Islands are waiting to confirm that as the news has been circulating for um, quite some time. Some of the um, Solomon Islands football fans have been waiting upon that news to be confirmed. One of Solomon Islands well-known footballers is said to have um, to tie the knot later this weekend to his longtime girlfriend here in Honiara. We just can't wait to see him marrying the girl of, of his dream and wish him well in this next chapter of his journey. But that we'll have to wait and see to confirm if the wedding goes down this weekend, which is said to be happening on the 10th of this month of February. So, yeah, that's what we'll have to uh, oh. wait and see. Yeah, are there? I mean, Pacific Island weddings can be huge anyway because it is someone well known in the country and a football star. Is the wedding going to be even bigger, or what are you anticipating? I guess it's going to be huge because he's uh, one of the most popular footballers, but he's really a humble person. And um, his name is Michael Lealafa, and probably he's known around the Pacific as well. He's a long time player in the field of um, football so yeah a lot of football fans have been just eager to confirm if he's wedded to his wife this weekend (laughs) oh wonderful Uh, what other gossip do you have from the solomon islands cynthia and the other gossip that um, we are yet to confirm as well is one of the very first local surfing associations in Solomon Islands from the Western province Western surfing they started back in early 2014 They started off this year on a really top note in the early weeks of January with a two-day competition that um, involves the local surfers from around Solomon Islands and from here in Guadal Canal. But um, they are looking forward to participate in the Olympic Games, we heard, but that is yet to be confirmed. But they're working on plans of local surfers participating in the Olympic qualifiers competitions later this year. I spoke to their president this week and he said that, um, yeah, his name is President Jeremy Bayer, who said they're still working on plans and yet to confirm that one. But it will be a really, really huge opportunity for these athletes once they have the chance to compete in the Olympics, you know, because it's really huge. And um, surfing is a new sport in the country. It has seen a good number of interest from both female and male categories. Yeah, so just hoping that this will be a dream come true for our local talented surfers here in Solomon Islands. Oh, that's wonderful. You're hearing a lot about the different uh, Olympic qualifiers that are happening all around. I haven't heard too much about the surfing within the Pacific, so good luck to those surfers uh, in the Solomon Islands. Thank you, Cynthia. Uh, Nicolia in the Cook Islands, <coughs> what have you heard on the Coconut Wireless? Um so here in the Cook Islands, uh, this coming Saturday, we'll be kickstarting our um, rugby, our 15s uh, rugby annual tournament. And because here in the Cook Islands, you know, we like to utilize our own um, home-based players. However, one of the teams who came second last year, they uh, the gossip is that they are bringing imports from Fiji. So that's one of the gossips that's going around and now. Um, our current champions from last year are getting a bit, you know, anxious and, and nervous that these imports are coming into the country. So they've gone even further to bring in imports from New Zealand. So um, now, now we're, we're excited to watch these games that will be played on Saturday and we'll hopefully give you guys some updates on, on how it went. But so far, I did see a few of the um, 
Fijian men, the squan. I, I did see a few of them um, come down. So we're just waiting to see those from New Zealand. And um, hopefully these teams will bring a, a good match in this year's um, Rugby 15s here in Rarotonga. <laughs> Ah, I love it. So lots of internationals coming in for the local competition. I can't wait to yes. see uh, who's coming for New Zealand. Uh, wonderful, Nicolia. What else do you have? What else have you heard on the Coconut Wireless? Um, and another one on the Coconut Wireless. This one is quite... Um, only only people here in the Cook Islands will know. But anyways, um, one, of, one of the things on the Coconut Wireless, lately we've just had the um, election for... Um, for the, the Ministry of Education, so President for Cook Island Sports, Owen Lewis, is, has been appointed as Secretary for Ministry of Education. So there's a, something fishy is happening up there at Cisnock, uh, Cook Island Sports and National Olympic Committee. And um, rumours are saying that, that Owen has said he's going to play both roles, um, president for Cook Island Sports and also um, secretary for Ministry of Education. But rumours also said that um, he won't be playing both roles, that he will only go to um, secretary for Ministry of Education and that his daughters have also applied for a job teaching at the schools. So those are the gossips that's going on here in Rarotonga. There's so many other gossips going on, but that's one of our highlights that's that's on at the moment. Oh, you know, I, I do love hearing all of the gossip that's happening in the countries. Uh, we can never ask where you found out this information because this is all <laughs> confidential, but you are hearing it first here on the Coconut Wireless on Fresh Off the Field. Thank you very much, Nicolia uh, and Cynthia. That was... Coconut Wireless. It's now time to find out what's been happening in sport across our islands. Uh, Cynthia, we'll start with you. What's been happening in local sports in the Solomons? Yeah, here in the Solomon Islands, a lot of big sporting events are set to take place here in uh, the country after the, um, you know, the facilities that we've been generously given by our um, partners. Yeah, we've seen so much with the starting of this year. And uh, one of the local uh, sports federation, Taekwondo Para Athletes, qualifying for the Paris, Paris Paralympic Games 2024 had been called upon. And they were being reminded that training has already started. This comes after their head coach, Lillian Lofana, had asked that all her athletes resume training to just, you know, keep them help, help them maintain their fitness level. Uh, a, to- a total of six Taekwondo para athletes comprised of four males and two females will represent Solomon Islands team during the 2024 Parish Paralympics. And um, that is set to take place from August 28th to uh, September 8th. Meanwhile, meanwhile, Coach Lofana said that the team is hoping to add an additional seventh athlete to the six um, athletes that already will be representing Solomon Islands for this event in uh, this year. Wonderful. Great to have so many more people qualifying for the Olympics. Love to hear it from across each of the, uh, the countries. Do you have anything more with uh, local sports? All right, so for the local sports stories that we've uh, continued to see is the uh, Solomon Islands uh, Football Federation will be expected to host a lot of uh, football competitions this year in the Solomon Islands. And one of the uh, facilities that will be very busy this year would be the National um, Stadium that was 
uh, also the uh, facilities that hosted a lot of sports last year for the Pacific Games. So this year, the Solomon Islands Football Federation has put out their calendar already for the many major football sporting events that's going to be taking place, including futsal champions that will be happening and also some very other big um, sporting football events. So all of Solomon Islands people, you know, they are really, really huge fan. We are really huge fan of football in the country. We love football. It is our sports and just being able to be part of the, you know, just looking forward to have a lot of football sporting events happening here in the Solomon Islands is a great opportunity to have. And so we're expecting to be um, seeing a lot of football actions happening this year. Always love seeing a calendar coming out for different sports so you can see what is on the horizon and where you can go. You can plan to support the football there. Uh, Thank you, Cynthia. Who did you have a chance to catch up with this week? So much development in sports has been happening in the country since after the Pacific Games. For a local swimming federation, the recent Pacific Games held here in the country was a great unforgettable first-time experience for all the local athletes who have never participated in any Pacific Games. What is the local swimming federation's plans moving forward? Here's the federation's head coach, Mr. Stans Biola. Okay, thank you very much. Uh, after the Pacific Games, every swimmer is, is the first time, and first time everyone going to a, a good facility to, to perform inside. So we go on Pacific Games here in Venice. We, we go through some uh, experience. Some swimmers are new to them, yeah, first time. Some swimmers, 50-meter pool, yeah, I've never swim a 50-meter pool in a lifetime. Good experience. Yeah, actually, Federation are uh, doing all our programs and our plans, our competition. Uh, set up some programs for this year and uh, let other swimmers to to to, to, uh, to ready. And then we'll now put them all into some programs. And then we will after have some uh, national competitions uh, quarterly this year. Yeah, what can you say about the interest shown by local athletes? I mean, yeah. after the Pacific Games. Oh, there have been interest for good, and now they are prepared for train more hard to go into the the other competitions that have come. Can you briefly uh, share that about the uh, international competitions that your federation is looking forward to later this year? Yeah, yeah, we are looking forward to participate in the uh, the the outside uh, competitions like in Doha and also in 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 Taurus in uh, Olympic and also in Oceania and also Oceania Championship and also World Championship in December this year. Look forward to all the games here outside for athletes by the train towards our competitions we are on front of us. Meanwhile, the Federation will not only participate in competitions outside of the country, but also here in the Solomon Islands. There we have it. Very busy on the calendars for all our different uh, sporting codes as well. Thanks very much for that, Cynthia. Uh, Nicolia, can you fill us in on all things sport when it comes to the Cook Islands? Kia ora, thank you, thank you. Um, so just with our updates on our local sports here in the Cook Islands, um, we've got our women's OFC, champion, OFC Championship League team who will be travelling over to where Cynthia is in the Solomon Islands to compete for the uh, OFC soccer tournament this year. And um, uh, lately they've just been fundraising. They just had their last uh, fun with the lawn balls. 
they had their last fundraiser last week and it was a lone bows fundraiser um the team have been training really hard and i've seen them you know get out in the community and actually show that they are working um towards this um tournament i know that in the pacific games um, the Cook Islands didn't really do well, but hopefully that this new team that they are taking over will make a difference. And uh, we also have a men's team as well who will be going over to Tonga, same time that our women's will be leaving for the Solomon Islands. And that's um, the updates with football. We also have our Rugby 15's um, annual tournament that it's happening this Saturday with the imports from Fiji and New Zealand. So everybody's uh, quite excited to see this. You know, the gossip has gone around and um, we've got our tickets now and we're ready to watch them all at the National Stadium here in Rarotonga. And we've also just started our handball um, competition yesterday evening, which was held at the TSA Sports Arena. We've had 11 teams register for this event so that's that's quite a lot um and the handball not being that famous or common here in the cook islands it's good to see um a lot of our community get out there and try different sports um hopefully in the next pacific games will be held in tahiti we will be having a handball team unfortunately this last year there wasn't any um yeah so that's that's the updates on handball and for touch we've got um Mahana Saip, she is one of our youngest, very talented athletes here in the Cook Islands. She's been training all her life. She has made it in the um, Cook Islands Touch World Cup team, which will be held in uh, Nottingham in July. So Mahana has been training very hard for this event. We've seen her down at the fields training by herself. Or She's also been a part of the men's rugby training as well. So she's been keeping up with her fitness and, of course, all her um, preparation towards the games. So she's looking forward to it, especially at the age of 17. And this is Mahana's first world cup so um of course a lot of the community are proud of her she did perform very well at this last specific games in the solomon islands she scored seven tries overall and um one of her goals for this year's uh, touch world cup is obviously to to score more tries at least and she's looking forward to that and we've also just started our touch um tournament as well here in rarotonga and mahana so we've got three um, athletes here, Rarotonga based, who um, uh, have been selected as part of the Cook Islands touch team to go to the World Cup. A lot of our teams were selected from overseas, from Cook Islanders overseas. However, from my perspective, you know, I think that our, our federation and touch should um, should look more into selecting players from our homeland from here in Rarotonga because from this last Pacific Games, although none of the teams um came a placing, I know a few of our home-based players who played extremely well and could actually make it into the Touch World Cup team if we had trials here in Rarotonga. So unfortunately, we didn't have any trials here. The trials were done over in Australia and New Zealand, and those were where our players were being selected from. So with our Touch Tournament here in Rarotonga, these three athletes um, are captains for their own team. So just from what the community have seen and also myself, from what I've witnessed, I reckon that these three athletes... Um, 
were well picked. You know, they were picked from the Pacific Games and yeah, we're excited to see what they can put on the table. We've got Vo Williams who will be in the men's um under forties and then we've got Mahana Saip who will be in the opens and Mahana's only seventeen and then we also have uh Miriana Carter who will also be in the uh women's opens team as well. So we're very excited for the Cook Islands. Um this year is hopefully the year <laughs> and we also have our Cook Island Games, which will be happening later on in the year in October. However, a lot of the athletes here on Rartunga have already started their training. The Cook Island Games is on every two years. And this is when all the islands in the in the Cook Islands, so the 15 islands in the Cook Islands, um, fly down to the mainland, which is here in Rartunga, and they participate in uh, multiple different sports. So that's the event that most of our athletes are looking forward to and are training um towards we've also got uh daniel tolosa one of our cook islands um track and field athletes he is a sprinter here in the cook islands he is only 18 years old right now he is um training and he'll be traveling over to scotland for his track and field tournament so he's been training very hard and that too every day he's always down at the um BCI Stadium training with his dad. His dad is his own coach, and um, yeah, that that's one of the updates here in Rartonga. Mm, lots happening across so many different sports uh, in Rarotonga, in the Cook Islands. So thank you for that. Um, you mentioned Mohana, the seventeen-year-old footballer. It- a yep. touch player, sorry, many times. And her training with the men's team, uh, no yep. doubt that will help improve her fitness. Are there many teams that you've seen or, or female athletes that have trained with men's teams over there in the Cook Islands before Mohana? No. <clears throat> no. So here in the Cook Islands, we usually just split it. The women's um, train together on their own and then the men's, they obviously train on their own as well. But of course, with Mahana, she is going to the World Cup and this is a major event above from the Pacific Games. So I've also had a conversation with her as well and she did mention that it is good for herself that she is training with the men's rugby team, not touch team, with the men's rugby team. Mm-hmm. It helps her with her stamina. And she also she also mentioned how the men's are quite faster um, with their speed and how they play and ball passes. So she reckons that... Um, these these trainings that she's been having with the men's um, rugby team has helped her and will help her in this year's um, Touch World Cup. Uh, Mahana also just came back from a, a rugby camp over in New Zealand. She just got back three weeks ago. And from her experience, she had mentioned that as she was on that side, a lot of the girls, of course, with the equipment in New Zealand or in other countries overseas, of course, they all have everything compared to us here in Dartunga. Mm. Um, she was saying that the girls overseas were a lot fitter, a lot faster, Um compared to to how she's had her experience here in Rartunga. So um, with this men's training, we know for sure that it will help her, um, maybe not only in her speed or ball passes, but also help boost her confidence in playing with a lot more experienced and uh, knowledgeable players. Oh, no doubt. Well, she sounds like one of the hardest working athletes going around, so I have no doubt yes. that she will continue to improve, especially only at the age of 17. That's great. Um, yes. Who did you have a chance to catch up with this week, Nicolia? 
This week, I had a chance to catch up with Caleb Chase, who was the team captain for the Team Outlaws. So Caleb Chase, they came first in their mixed touch tournament for last last weekend. Uh, my name is um, Caleb Chase, and I play for the Mavericks today. Cool, yeah. And uh, uh, how are you finding today's game? How did it go for you, uh, considering that you guys just won the finals just now? That last game was awesome, just because um, we eventually lost to those first two teams, and then um, we got the win when it counted. Yeah, good. And uh, what were some of the highlights that you faced in today's match? Oh, the highlights was because um, it was the end of the day, my squad team was injured, and um, they pulled through, emptied the tank for one last game. And that was like my highlight for that. They did a no touch. That's how they made finals. Okay, yeah, and just winning the finals, uh, how are you feeling as team captain for Team uh, Maverick? Oh, you know, just feeling uh, blessed and grateful. Cool, and is there anybody that you'd like to thank uh, in this interview? Oh, um, thank you God, first of all, for the weather and the day. Thank you to the organisers for setting this up. Thank you to all the teams that came out and all the supporters without you wouldn't have gone ahead. Thank you to the, the coach Noel for pulling this team together and our manager Heiner for everything. Oh, it's great to hear about all the local sports that's happening across our Pacific Islands and having a chat to different athletes and coaches, administrators in those countries as well. So thank you very much for that, Cynthia and Nicolia. Uh, we're going to have a look at sport across the Pacific now. So outside the Solomons and also the Cook Islands, uh, Cynthia, uh, there's a new CEO in town in Samoa. Who is it? Yeah, Bobby, well, you know, around the Pacific, a lot of women empowerment stories through sports have been heard when it comes to sports and, you know, leadership roles and breaking the barriers. That is one of the common challenges usually faced, especially in the Pacific. But this is making headlines in the Pacific in somewhat taking up the leadership role. She is the new CEO of Football Federation Samoa, Rona Lee Galu Malemana. Her duties as the CEO will officially start on the 19th of this month, February, during the conclusion of the current Women's Olympic Football Tournament Oceania Qualifier that is happening right now in Samoa. The new CEO holds a Master's Degree of Education in Sustainable Development, and she has worked in other international countries like Japan, New Zealand, and including Samoa. But her new role she definitely will contribute in building the circle of women empowerment through sporting engagements like many other different women who are taking up leadership roles through sports. Yeah, So that is one of the very encouraging stories to see that a lot of women have been taking up the role as leaders in sports. Yeah, that's wonderful to hear. And obviously a lot of experience, like you mentioned, working uh, across different international countries as well and now coming back to Samoa to head up the Samoan Football Federation. Wonderful news. We'd love to hear it. Thank you, Cynthia. Uh, Nicolia, now you did touch on the OFC Women's Soccer Championships in regards to the Cook Islands, but what can you tell me about the tournament as a whole? Yes, yes. So um, when I came back from the Pacific Games, you know, of course, when I watched the women's soccer finals, it was played between the Fiji Kula's team against PNG. And Fiji just lost to, to this PNG team in the finals. However, again, they are off to Samoa. Um, both teams are in the same pool, Fiji and PNG, and they will be playing against each other sometime next week. So just from watching both teams play at the Pacific Games, I know both teams were, were very um, competitive and very strong teams, of course, at this year's Pacific Games. 
However, in this one, um, I noticed that Fiji hasn't taken two of their best players, which was uh, Vanisha Kuma, who was number five, and of course Trina Davis was number nine for the Fiji team. And there has been a gossip in, in this, in, in terms of why they did not follow this team to the OFC tournament. However, um, just watching um, PNG and Fiji be in the same pool once again, uh, it, it's quite an amazing feeling for me and, I, and I've been catching up on the lives and seeing recently on what's been going on. Yesterday, Fiji played their first game against American Samoa and they they won that one, a thrashing score by 10-0 to Fiji and their next game will, they are looking forward to playing um, PNG. PNG just played Solomon Islands, I believe, yesterday as well and it was a draw one all so um that's some exciting sports news for me around the pacific on what's going on in terms of soccer um me on the other hand i am supporting fiji as a few of my friends are in there as well no doubt to the solomon islands i did meet a few of their football players when i was at the pacific games but uh yeah i'm, I'm wishing all the teams actually all the best it does make a difference when you get to know the players, doesn't it? You you do yes. tend to have your heart and you're emotionally involved when you get to know them and cheer for them. Is that right, uh, Nicolia? Yes, yes. <laughs> so a, few of, a few of my players... Um for, for the Fiji team, you know, they've been messaging me and then they're like, hey, you, you have to make sure that you watch us live. And then I said, oh, but I've also got some team in the Solomon Islands team, <laughs> so I'm, I won't be watching that game, but I'll, I'll watch your game against PNG because I don't really know much um, of the players in the PNG team. However, with ever since the... Um, Pacific Games up until today, I've seen updates on the Solomon Islands team who have been training very hard because that's the team that Fiji um, beat in the semi-finals, which is the Solomon Islands. Um, but, you know, although the Fiji team beat the Solomon Islands at the Pacific Games, that did not stop them. After Pacific Games, I've seen the update. Solomon has been training very, very hard. You know, they did not let the lose um put them down they've they've regained their energy their skills and they're back on the field again and and hopefully there isn't a disappointment but i did put the pressure on the girls from fiji and told them this this is the the real competition <laughs> uh, nicolia who is calling us from raratonga in the cook islands but it does sound like her heart is in fiji just quietly some news has just come out. I read this this morning. So Rugby Australia has confirmed a partnership with the Australian government, Oceania Rugby and World Rugby in the establishment of the Panina Pacifica women's side. So I'm talking super rugby W. Of course, we know the successful uh, Pacific Fijiana Drua, uh, the reigning champions, back-to-back. Uh, there's been a lot of success and there are just so many people from the Pacific Islands uh, who create 50% of the player base in the NRL. Uh, there's so many coming out of the Pacific. So get this, uh, the Super Rugby W starts on the 15th of March, but they'll be having some pre-season games. So this new team, Panina Pacifica, will be competing in the pre-season. Now, they'll play their first game up against Queensland Reds. Uh, that's going to be happening on Feb 24. Uh, and then after that, they'll be playing the ACT Brumbies early March. Now, the team will be um, filled with Pacific Island players, mainly Tongan and Samoan players. Uh, depending, I guess, how they go in these pre-season games uh, as to 
if they'll be playing in the following Super W competition. But this is really exciting news uh, for people throughout the Pacific, you know, just getting more of these opportunities. And the fact that it is funded and backed by Rugby Australia uh, and the Australian government, Oceania Rugby, uh, it's very exciting news for women who are playing rugby in the Pacific. So... Uh, really looking forward to seeing how they go in their first game. Uh, if they dominate again, who knows? You could have the top two super rugby women's teams in Fijiana Drua and Panina Pacifica. I mean, I've called it. They haven't even had a pre-season game, but I have called it. And I think they're going to be a strong team. But like I said, uh, it will be comprising of Pacific Island players, mainly those uh, in Tonga and Samoa. So Looking forward to seeing how that first pre-season game goes against the Queensland Reds. And that is happening on the 24th of February. Uh, Cynthia, uh, what else is happening in football? Uh, I believe there's a few international transfers. Yeah, so recently the Solomon Islands Football Federation have just confirmed that we have some international transfers especially uh, with uh, the seven international transfer certificates, ITC requests from other Pacific Island countries like Fiji and Vanuatu football clubs as of um, January, Monday, 29th of 2024. Well, to start off with, the uh, first country to have um, confirmed their transfers is Galaxy FC as they gave the green light for trio in the Solomon Islands, namely Atkin Kawa, Joseph Nawo, who is currently in Vanuatu right now, joining his team for this year. And also Dixon Maggie, one of Solomon Islanders footballers. Fiji side Najoga FC have also uh, confirmed their recruitment with former Central Coast FC midfielder of Solomon Islands, William Komasi, and uh, the front ace, Barry Limoki, while one of our local players, Ali Mekawe, is also getting the nod from Navua FC. Other requests from um, Nandi FC for Marist FC duo are yet to be confirmed. Meanwhile, Najoga FC's um, Fijian football team pursuit of John Orobulu was turned down as this player decided to just um, stay with his current domestic side in the Solomon Islands uh, that he played for, that is the South Southern United FC in the Telecom S League. So um, more developments on players' movement in the domestic scene is still expected to be um, happening in um February until the window ends around 29th of this month for um, Solomon Islands, especially with our international transfers from mm-hmm. other Pacific countries. Yeah. So yeah. that has been some of the international transfers, Bobby. Yes, wonderful. And sounds like we've still got a couple more weeks. So we'll see what happens and in the end there. But looks like there's lots of talks and movements happening as well. Uh, Nicolia, once again, you, you did uh, mention Mohana and the Touch World Cup in July uh, outside of the Cook Islands. What can you tell me about this tournament? Um, outside of the Cook Islands, uh, again, we're going back to the Pacific Games. PNG is one of the highlighting um, touch teams that the Cook Islands are looking forward to at this year's um, Touch World Cup tournament. I'm not too sure if PNG is going to this, but I, I hope they do because um, now 
since the Pacific Games, uh, Cook Islands have come back home to to train harder. You know, they've they've got their experience. They've they've learned a lot from this um, Pacific Games, and they're they're now going up a notch. They will be participating at the World Cup, and they are hoping to see once again their brothers and sisters within the Pacific um, at this uh, World Cup tournament. So yes, PNG is one of the teams that the Cook Islands are keeping a. A, a straight eye on, you know, they, they, they're looking forward to um, PNG and of course um, any of the other Pacific Islands, but because PNG really did um, leave Cook Islands in, in a in a hurtful uh, score after they beat Cook Islands at the Pacific game. So now that our team is ready and back again, we've made a few changes and switches and hopefully this is the correct switch to help us um, come on top of PNG in this year's uh, Touch uh, World Cup tournament. <laughs> I love it. It always comes back to the Cook Islands. I love it. That's where your heart is, even if it's in Fiji sometimes. Uh, but as always, it's nice to hear about sport that's happening across all of our islands. So thank you, Cynthia and Nicolia. Fresh off the field. The Sporting Pulse of the Pacific. ABC Radio Australia. Moses Zalouni has been appointed as the coach of Fijian Drua Women and Fijiana 15s. I asked the former Flying Fijians captain how his new coaching gig came about. Uh, well, I've actually coached with uh, the Fiji men's before. So I coached in uh, the 2011 World Cup, 2015 World Cup. And um, I've been coaching club in um, NRC in Australia, uh, coached the Red Women, and then, um, yeah, and then the. the the Counteruck uh, program took over Fiji Drua and they um, sent out uh, a form to say, uh, you know, anyone that wants to apply for the, obviously for the, the Fijian Drua Women's and Fijian um, Fijiana uh, job uh, came about and that's when, when I applied and I, I was um, lucky enough to get through with the, all the other, other through um, past the other applicants, yeah. Prior to seeing that, uh, I guess, ad about who wants to be involved, was it something that you had thought about being involved in beforehand? Oh, look, uh, as an ex-player uh, for Fiji, you always want to come back and help. And, um, you know, this is an opportunity um, to, to get back back in the system and help out where we where we, uh, where we we can. And, um, you know, I was... Um, I was uh, I was grateful enough to be you know to, to play for Fiji and that, that gave me so many more opportunities overseas and you know getting professional contracts and um, you know um, uh, playing professionally in, in England and you know we, we want to give that same opportunities to players here um, you know to get un, in, under a, um, a professional program which the draw runs which is which is good so look I, I love coming back and helping uh, helping and you know I've done done it over the few years as I mentioned like in 11 and, and 15 and I'm, I'm growing as a coach so um, you know you're, you're forever learning and it's, it's great to be a part of a, the women's program I, I actually coach with uh, Seri Rusi with the, the World Cup in 2022 so um, in New Zealand so that, that was a great experience so, and I know there's there's a lot of room to grow for the women's program and you know I'm, I'm glad that I'm, I'm here to, to be a part of it when did you first get involved in coaching women's rugby? Um, oh, well, I've, I've got two daughters, so I always wanted to, uh, you know, um, that, that one one played rugby for a bit, and then she sort of she studied, uh, concentrated on the studies. She's now sixteen, um, you know, and I used to love watching her her play, and, and I thought, oh, well, you know, it'd be good to go into a to a women's program. And I was lucky enough with. Um, 
with help of uh, a coach from East Rugby Union, my old club, that uh, he went into the Queensland Red system and um, you know asked me to come along and. I loved it. Like the um, the girls were very resilient. Um, you know, learnt a lot and asked a lot of questions, which is what you want. So you've coached obviously uh, men men's rugby and then coming into women's rugby. What are some of the differences between the two genders when it comes to coaching? I think the the women um, need to be happy to play well, and the men need to play well to be happy. Uh, <laughs> I uh, yeah, I, I was um, I, I was. It was very. It was a bit of an eye opener when I, I came into the, the dressing rooms before a game, and the girls were dancing and all this sort of stuff that you never see in the men's dressing room. But uh, you know, if it works, then um, you know, by all means, do it. How have you enjoyed the move to Nandy after living in Brisbane most of your life? You know, I've just moved over here last Friday morning, actually. Oh so wow! To take over this role, so um, there was a lot of management meetings over the weekend, and we started with the girls on Monday. So um, there's a lot of work to do, and uh, we're just about to. Head out to training soon, so um, you know to, to continue the work that they've they've done this morning in, in the gym. How have you enjoyed the move? I know it's only just happened, but what are the, some of the things that you've missed and that you're wrapped to be back to? Uh, from here, um, I guess I guess uh, being around the Fijian people, being around the Fijian system, um, there's, there's a lot of happy people here, and you know, like. Um, being in Brisbane, I was I was working and coaching, so to be part of a, a system where you just just full on concentrating on coaching is um, outstanding, and it's a great opportunity um, for all of us um, that uh, to be to be involved in. And you know, the girls are also full time, so um, they can just concentrate on rugby, rest, recovery, and um, you know, try and get better and um, better every day. That's huge to be able to have not only the coaches but the players playing full time. Uh, how much has that improved the game with them being able to focus 100% on their rugby? Well, they've been pretty much full time for the um, um, for the last couple of years because they've been camp and obviously the first year they were they were stuck in um, Australia with COVID, hmm. um, so they they they, they, um, they camped there the whole time. But uh, you know it was it was pretty tough for them too because they missed home. Um, at least here. You know they're around um, um, the Fijian atmosphere. They're around and they're in Fiji. Their families aren't far, so um, it's a, it's a great opportunity for them. And like at the moment, we're, it, there's still a few teething problems with it. Um, uh, we're in camp at the moment, so but I, I know it'll, it'll get better and better as we as we as the system moves along. So um, I think it's a great opportunity for the girls, and you know um, there's. It's it's something we all love, so uh, it's not it's not bad getting pa- paid for something you love, you know. Mm, absolutely, as it should be. Uh, speaking of family, uh, are you there with family, and how have they, uh, I guess, welcomed the move to Nandy? Um, well, my family stayed back in Brisbane, so because um, of because of high school, uh, I've got a daughter that's uh, thirteen, and a, um, not the eldest daughter is sixteen. So, very important time of their lives with high school. So. Um, the wife said they'll just stay, and obviously the first, uh, not obviously, but the first game is back in Brisbane, so I'll get to see them in about five weeks. Um, and we when we play the Reds, so it's a grand final replay there, and then we have the um, not long after the Super Rugby season, we have a Oceania tournament in Brisbane, so it'll be good to catch up with them then. So I'll be sort of back and forth uh, when I can, but um, you know. My, uh, at the moment, just fully concentrating on, on this and, um, you know, keeping in contact with the family while I'm here. And no doubt they'll enjoy some time in Fiji to come and see you and, and hopefully enjoy the Fijian experience as well. Correct, yeah. When the, when the holidays are on, they'll, they'll, they'll 
try and get over as much as I can, yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, have you picked up any new players this year that we should keep an eye out for Super W? Um, yeah, there's a, there's a young little halfback that we've, we've uh, signed up called Basilala. The, her brother actually plays in the Fijian draw men. So, um, you know, I've heard good things about her from the, the high-performance unit in, in Suva uh, through my colleague, Alana. Um, and they've, they've told me really good things. And I, she's, only, she's only like 16, 17, 17, I think. So it's more like a, um, a, a building phase for her, trying to get her in the system because we know that she'll be a part of future. So I've heard she's a, a tough halfback and she's, she hasn't got a bad pass on her. So I'll be working uh, uh, hard alongside her to try and, um, you know, um, get her in the system and, uh, you know, maybe even have a crack and, and start. <laughs> Do you feel the pressure coming in as a coach with the recent success of the Drew in the Super, uh, Super W? Oh, yes. Uh, it, it comes with a job, doesn't it? But uh, <laughs> when, when your, your two predecessors have won twi- uh, one at each, you know, there is a bit of pressure on you. But, uh, but I, I have faith in the coaches we have and I've got faith in the system that if we really stick to our processes, um, follow the right pathway, do the training as... Um, as as shown by the the, the S and Cs to, to improve our program, you know, um, I think I think we'll go all right. So um, it's just more the basics basics that we'll work on the core skills and um, you know getting them improving under pressure. Um, you know, we can we, I think we can we can do it again and try and make it a three peat. Awesome, wouldn't that be great? Uh, what are some of the things that you think you can add to the women's teams? Um, I think uh, I think getting um, um, the technical. Um, aspects of the game, with, uh, especially with the help that I have, um, that I've, I've got in uh, in uh, Sarah Mumbai and Kelly Lueri. Uh, Kelly worked with the team last year, so and we all played together for Fiji together. So um, I know the the very hard task muscles with, with with core skills, and that's what you need in rugby. Rugby, um, you know, uh, rugby is a very simple game. If you can do those simple things under pressure. Um, you know, you're in good standing to to win matches, and um, with with the help of those two, you know, we're going to be working very hard on those core skills, the technical aspects of the game, um, and the S and C will be working hard on their on their fitness so they can uh, repetitively do it. Well, Moses, congratulations on the new role. Uh, all the best with the move to Nandy uh, and with the seasons coming up as well. Thanks for your time. Oh, thank you so much for having us. That was Moses Rauluni uh, settling into his new role as coach of the Fijian Drua women and Fijiana 15s, talking to me from Nandy. All right. Uh, look, before we finish up, it's time to get to know my co-hosts and I a little bit more. This is fun. It's time for our next segment. Kiaman Stapwe is Tok Pissin for Pick the Lie. Each co-host will tell us three things about themselves. Two will be true, one will be a lie. The other two co-hosts will try to Kiaman Stapwe. Cynthia, we're going to start with you. Tell me three things about yourself, please. Okay, yeah, sure, Bobby. Well, the first um, one that I'm going to say is um, I attended six different schools during my primary years in education. Mm-hmm. Another one, I have always dreamt of receiving a scholarship award to undertake journalism. Okay. And the other one is in 2020, I managed to went um, to flew to Fiji, uh, to PNG to attend a meeting. All right. So here we go. These are the three, just to recap. 
One, you attended six different schools. Two, you've always dreamed of getting a scholarship in journalism. And three, you attended a meeting in PNG. Nicolia, which one of those three things do you think is the lie? Hmm. I, I would want to go with number one, but then number three also sounds a bit sus. It sounds um, a bit sus, you think? <laughs> <laughs> um, we'll go with line number one. Okay, so you don't think that she attended six different schools. Uh, all right. The other one was uh, you've always dreamed of uh, a journalism scholarship. I believe that. A PNG meeting? Maybe I'll go with that. I think maybe that was a lie. You haven't been to PNG for a meeting. All right, Cynthia, what was the lie? <laughs> okay, so uh, uh, Nicolia, uh, good job, but no, the uh, first one. <laughs> The first one is kind of really true. We've been um, moving around a lot. And so I just happened to go to six different schools during my primary years. But in 2020, I didn't. I've never been to PNG, but I love to visit PNG sometimes. Ah! (laughs) Yes. So bad luck, Nicolia. You didn't get that right. And Cynthia was very happy in saying that, wasn't she? Uh, But yes, I got that right. So congratulations to me. Nicolia... (laughs) It's time to redeem yourself. See if you can get us both and catch us on your lie. Tell me three things about yourself, please, Nicolia. My family owns a shipping company here in Rotonga. I've always wanted to become a sports journalist. I drive a motorbike here in the Cook Islands. Okay. So the first one, your parents own a shipping company. Is that what that was? Uh, Yep. Okay. Uh, You have always wanted to become a sports journalist. I think you are a sports journalist. Uh, And then the third one was, sorry, can you tell me again? I, um, I drive a motorbike here in Maratonga. Oh, you drive a motorbike. I mean, everyone drives motorbikes in the Pacific, don't they? The, okay, I'll, I'll let Cynthia go first. Cynthia, what do you think the lie is? The first one, uh, her family owns a shipping company. Second one, she wants to become a sports journalist. The third one, she drives a motorbike in the Cook Islands. What's the lie? Um, so I'm going to say I know that um, Nicolia might have known how to uh, ride a motorcycle, motorbike, mm-hmm. but I don't think um, she's really into uh, shipping stuff. I know that Cook Islands is an island in the Pacific Ocean, but I don't think um, I, I'm going to go with the first lie. The first one. You don't think her parents, uh, her family own a shipping company. Yeah, because I, I feel like you are a sports journalist already. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're on here, so that's got to be a yes. Um, shipping company, I feel like maybe they do because it's an odd thing to say they don't. So I'm going to say maybe you don't drive a motorbike. So I'm going to say, yeah, you don't drive a motorbike. Uh, Nicolia, what is the lie? Thank you, both of you, for your contributions. <laughs> contributions. What is the lie? I, I actually never wanted to be a sports journalist. I was studying um, history in school and I actually wanted to become a lawyer. Oh, oh. <laughs> so you but didn't... But after I graduated, I started full-time here as I was folding the paper at the Herald. <laughs> but I've been a part-time here in, in the news company since 2018. But as I was working here in school, I was studying to become a lawyer. <laughs> well, there you go. You tricked us there on a technicality because... So you never... You said you always wanted to become a sports journalist. You didn't. 
But you are one. So I'm glad you are because we have met and we get to hear your beautiful voice uh, talking about sports. (laughs) Unfortunately, that is uh, no good, though, for Cynthia and I. All right. This is my turn. Okay. So these are three things about me. Now, today I got a speeding fine. Today I also got told I look damn fine. And today I got... A parking fine. Okay, so three fines. I got a parking fine, a speeding fine, and got told I look damn fine. One of those is a lie. It'd be sad if I said the fine one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Cynthia, I'm going to go with you. <laughs> Cynthia, what do you think the lie is? Parking fine, speeding fine, I look damn fine. Um, so um, I'm going to say that uh, you, don't, you don't get a speeding fine. I you don't do. think you do, and I don't think you ever will. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you don't think I got a speeding fine? Okay, yep, that's good. No, um, I don't think so. <laughs> uh, Nicolia, which one do you think is the lie? <sighs> Take your time, not a problem. Um, wait, so can you read them? I can, yeah. Okay, so uh, today I got a parking fine, today I got a speeding fine, and today I got told I look damn fine. One of those is a lie. Which is the lie? Uh, Cynthia thinks the speeding fine is the lie. What do you think? I think the speeding fine too. You think the speeding fine too? So you both believe that someone told me I look damn fine. We appreciate that. Thank you very much. Uh, <laughs> that is true. I got told this morning by my partner I look damn fine, so that was a good start to my day. Uh, unfortunately, Whoa. I did get a parking fine this morning when I was working my other job, so that's unfortunate, <laughs> and I did not get a speeding fine. So you both got that right. Congratulations. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well done. I didn't think it. I thought you would have picked the you look damn fine, both of you, but no, you didn't. <laughs> Well done to you both. Uh, That does bring us to the end of the show for this week. A big thank you to my co-host, Cynthia Sater, Breakfast Radio host and reporter for the Solomon Islands Broadcasting Corporation. Thank you, Cynthia. And Nicolia Matearicki, sports presenter for Cook Islands Television. Thank you, Nicolia. And a big thank you to our producer, Nelly, for putting the show together. As always, thank you, Nelly. Uh, thank you for listening to Fresh Off the Field, the sporting pulse of the Pacific on ABC Radio Australia. I will be back next week once again with two new co-hosts from across the Pacific talking all things sport in our region. This episode was produced on the lands of the Gadigal people. This program has been funded by the Department of Foreign Affairs and Trade.